Hi everyone, I'm Portia. And I'm Namsa. Welcome to Assume It Will Be Brilliant, Shondaland's STEM podcast. Hi Portia, how's it going? Good, good. How are you? Medium. <laughs> I think I was listening to Brene Brown's podcast yesterday. I believe it was Aminatu So and uh, Anne Friedman who have that podcast, Call Your Girlfriend, and they were talking about the book they wrote. They said quite a few things that we hit on. Well, would you look at us? You know, we're amongst the greats. <laughs> they also mm. talked about how this will be an interesting tidbit, how when kids fall mm. down, the first thing you say, you're fine, you're fine, you know, when they're wailing and crying. So you sort of get conditioned uh, to yeah, yeah. say you're fine when you're not fine. <laughs> right. So that you don't lose. show emotion. Right. And so we have no training to say what, what I'm actually feeling generally. And I mean, oh, actually, I'm disappointed or right. I'm hurt or whatever the story is. Anyway, mm. that's why I told you I'm medium. As you can see, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not very good at this yet. <laughs> anyway, since we uh, covered shady men, we'll be looking at some of the main women in the show. Uh, we won't cover everyone. The obvious thing would be to go for Meredith first, since this show is Grey's Anatomy. But I thought we might start out with Chandra Wilson and talk about Bailey and then our fave Christina and finally Meredith, because she gets the most exposition almost. The world yeah. revolves around her and her arc, how she has grown is almost very, very obvious. How Bailey has grown took us some time to sort of parse. I'm sure we've missed a lot of stuff, but do you want to kick us off? Sure. I think, you know, with the other two, Meredith and Christina, you're seeing them move from being students to being the teacher, so to speak. But Bailey's journey has really been that of the teacher. Mm. And she started off teaching the residents. Mm -hmm. And as a, you know, one of, well, not the residents, the interns as one of the residents. And you see Mm -hmm. her go from residents to head residents or chief resident to a board member to chief of surgery you see her whole sort of career that's true keep moving and you would think her teaching the interns right at the beginning that she's already got it all together I mean she of course she's a boss lady but you just expect that there's not really much for her to grow in and also I mean at the time there was this thing where I, like when it started where she had to be hardcore mm. to be respected and it's quite interesting I just thought of it now you know in the beginning she, we talk we talk about we're calling her the Nazi but when we go to the flashback episodes she was mousy she was quiet she wouldn't speak up mm-hmm. she wouldn't let her voice be heard and so mm-hmm. now she there's already a growth that you only see later on from where she began when she was an intern yeah that was something interesting it is interesting because she sort of could almost only trust herself professionally and you know to some extent she had to constantly be strong and over time the softening yeah. came in with her romantic partners mm-hmm. and just generally how she slowly learned to ask for help with her mental health journey for instance the first instance of it was remember she got pregnant and she didn't want to say that she was pregnant and did tell um the chief right and got the support she needed she really didn't want george to help her have the baby right so it's funny because and it it really is how she's usually sort of 
pushed against the wall before she yes. relents, right? Yes. But then she always internalizes the lesson. Yeah. Even when she has asked Meredith to take over the residency program, it's something not necessarily that she would maybe not have done earlier on. You see her right in the beginning, not trusting these interns and thinking they're useless at everything. And, <laughs> and even later on, they're just keep disappointing her when Meredith messed up the clinical trial and um, Derek's trial and when George when he failed the intern exam and all these different things Alex reverting back to his you know violent ways and all mm-hmm. these disappointments to a point where now she can fully trust that she's taught them and she's taught them well and that they've grown and she can let go and just do what she needs to do. That's That's been a great point of growth, especially because I think it's linked to her realizing that she's not in control of everything and that mm-hmm. she can't be in control of everything. A part of that journey was also, you know, the different traumas that she's faced um, mm-hmm. throughout the show. Yeah, when it came to herself, her divorce was so difficult for her. As you were saying, the shooting when she lost Charles like that. And I think over time, you've seen that part of her arc and part of her journey appears to be taking that same confidence she has to the choices she's making in her personal life. Like she doesn't doubt the choices mm. she makes as a professional. Yeah, I, I think especially with her relationship with Ben, she has become a lot more open just in her heart. Mm, and mm. obviously it was a very difficult thing for her when she had the divorce and she found out about Tucker's affair. That obviously put her guard up. You, you can see even in the very beginning when she's dating Ben that she's got her guard up constantly. And and he's very good, like you say, at helping her navigate these things. And um, until the shooting where she just cannot handle it because things are so out of control and she breaks up with him. But then again, when Eli, when Nurse Eli comes and she's opening up again, and I think that also just to have something fun and not very serious and help to open up her heart and then open up again to Ben. It's been a really great arc for her. And I think the one thing that did test her confidence in terms of her decisions in her professional life was when she struggled with OCD Mm. because of that. um, She had that, I think it was a virus or something. And she operated in those, a bunch of those patients died because the gloves that they used weren't strong enough, so to speak, but she was blaming herself and it did test her confidence and to see her regain her confidence, you know, using the tools that her therapist gave her. And it was great to see she could get knocked down and she got right back up again. So yeah, she's had a great personal and professional journey. And she's really learned that even in her work, for all the time she's been trying to prove herself, prove herself, she wasn't chosen first to be chief president. Yeah, yeah. She, you know, she wasn't given the board seat by Christina. All She's fought for where she's at every step of the way. She knows that she's good enough to do whatever job mm. she's given. That's so true. We love Bailey. We love Stan. We stand Bailey. <laughs> we do stand Bailey. It's true. Uh, Christina. Oh, my love. <laughs> <laughs> to me her entire story is about standing in her power and being Mm. happy with that no longer bending and giving up parts of herself for others because she comes in christina is the most whole character on the show from the get-go you know yeah she does it she's not someone who comes in with a whole lot of worries and doubts right about who she is as a person and then it's only when she goes into relationship with other people and even with Meredith whom they are you know it seems like kismet they're going to get along forever you know they have their falling out 
But yeah, her whole thing, I feel over the course of the 10 years that she was on the show was sort of just realizing, no, this is not how I was made to be. I Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to have to be able to be who I am and that'll be how it is. Yeah, completely agree. Because I mean, we see it in the relationship with Preston. She was just giving in and saying, fine, yes, I'll marry you, even though she didn't want to ever get married. And she was bending in that, doing a lot of things that she wasn't, she didn't actually want to do. All the wedding plans and everything. I mean, she had her eyebrows shaven off. And the idea for her was, it was never important. And in fact, I don't even think she was against it necessarily, but she just didn't want it. And I think that's an important point to realize about yourself. You don't have to be against something to not have it. You can just say, I don't want it. And for her realizing, you know what? I gave up so many parts of myself with him. Mm -hmm. Even when she was with Owen, she was beginning to do that. Remember, they got married on a limb, her trauma wedding. And (laughs) I keep calling it that. Yeah, but it's true. It was, it was, it was, it really was. It really, it it was after the shooting and she just wasn't Mm -hmm. in charge of making real big life decisions. She just couldn't Mm -hmm. do it. And he just swooped in and decided he was going to be her hero. And I Mm -hmm. think for Christina, the truth, the true story about Christina is that she's her own hero Mm -hmm. and she never needed some other guy to come in and be her hero she was always going to be her Mm. own hero Um, and eventually realizing with Owen with the discussions about having a baby or not and standing firm and saying I don't want this and it is okay that I don't want this I'm Mm, not less mm -hmm, of a woman mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. not less of a wife or a person I know what I want and I will Mm. not bend anymore Mm -hmm. I will not give up give that up anymore and Um, I won't be gaslit into believing that it's personal because I think that's what she struggled with. And it's funny because as we're talking, I'm seeing it's some, it's like, you know, when sometimes in your life, you sort of see a lesson keeping coming back around mm. about how you engage. I think for Christina, what was happening is she she kept on stating her truth, right? Like mm-hmm. with the men in her life, with Preston, with Owen saying, I don't want to do this. And they would sort of try to convince her that it was against them somehow, as you've just said, that you're choosing this instead of choosing me right yes and and it was just not a dichotomy that existed for her she was like no no I'm just choosing this it's not instead of you Mm. it's just it just so happens that you don't like it or you wish it were different yeah but it's not a slight against you and I think it took her a while to be like no no it's okay I can make my decisions for me and it can be hard for the people in my life we can you know discuss that and get through it but that's basically where she got in the end and also remember both Preston and Owen were telling her not just that like you're doing this instead of Mm -hmm. they were telling her that she doesn't know what she wants and that actually you do want to get married and you do want to have kids you just don't realize it yet as if like and and now you're hurting me you know first of all you don't know yourself and you're hurting me and it's like you're hurting me because you don't know yourself and I know you better than you know yourself (laughs) and they both were telling her that yeah and Um, she tried she really tried to find a way to to figure it out but and I mean and that's just a true thing about life sometimes there's going to be things that you need and you want that don't make sense to people around you and mm. I think at least in 
a loving, like a truly loving relationship. I don't believe I have to understand everything about somebody to love them. True. I can only only take people at their word, really. Of course, their actions Mm. matter as well. And if their actions mean something to me, right? Like if you say, even take this scenario, if Christina saying that she doesn't want to have kids, I genuinely feel means that like she doesn't love me and she's trying to hurt me, then it's incumbent upon me to behave accordingly. (laughs) Exactly. because you know? <laughs> clearly there's an there's you think there's yeah. no love there cool but what it yeah. is is that there's no compatibility there so either way yeah <laughs> you guys. but we're back to maya when people show you who they are believe them the yes. first time. believe them because also usually the first instinct even of yourself is usually correct if you think no mm-hmm. and then there's negotiation there's discussion and then you think mm. well maybe yes you know and maybe it is yes maybe you do genuinely change your mind but you know, often your your gut feelings, your your initial Christina's intuition was very very strong, and she was on the money yes. about herself from the get go. In her professional also, life, you know, yeah, she also had yeah. quite a bit of growth because yes. she came in one track minded. Mm-hmm, <laughs> She's mm-hmm. like, I will do cardio. I will be the best at cardio. I will. I I I I. I'm going to treat people. You know, I'm going to do the surgery thing well. Eventually she sort of learned how to incorporate those she was operating on. <laughs> yes. Into the yes. equation. <laughs> yep. And she also learns to, you know, she was very competitive in the beginning and she yeah. was always going to be competitive, but she also then learns how to teach. I mean, in the beginning, she was calling her interns yeah. one and two. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> and then by the end, she was actually teaching Shane and she was actually trying to make him a better surgeon. That was a big growth area for her. Um, and, you know, you talk about the patients and feeling empathy because she initially just thought I'm just here to operate I'm not here to be friends or get close or anything with her patients she was engaged in a mechanical exercise she was skills building for herself she wants to reach the pinnacle of this craft and 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 eventually she was showing empathy for those patients on there was an episode they had with there was a little girl who's parents i can't remember if it was the mom or dad went into surgery and instead of going to the surgery christina opted to stay with the little girl and that's where she talks to the little girl about how when she or she doesn't actually speak about it but she relates so deeply to the little girl because when she was around the same age she lost her dad and then the the little girl's parents doesn't make it Mm. and she tells the little girl how it's going to feel when she realizes it and it was like one of those big moments for you know Christina to actually really feel something feel empathy for a patient and to not just be chasing her career but Mm -hmm. to be chasing the other parts of being a doctor that really matter the the patient care aspects exactly she had the patient care aspects and I felt that she also grew in terms of being a colleague both hierarchically and across because she was extremely extractive of her superiors I mean yes she hooked up with Preston that's a bit of a side note but she was always wanting to learn and she was getting so mad. Like, remember, Han didn't want to teach her. And I think yes. precisely because of the sort of like sycophantic way she approached her, but it wasn't authentic. She wasn't really interested yeah. in Han, the person, or Teddy. And Teddy was the one who really taught her that lesson. And they became close in the end. And Teddy was like, yeah. I know you're great and you're wonderful and you want me to teach you, but I'm not going to teach people who feel like they... who." behave like you basically (laughs) who skip all the basics because they think they're the best and teddy's commanded respect and demanded that she see her also as a person and not just as this teaching machine and 
act accordingly. And even with her colleagues, she only cared about Meredith. She really does have, yes. as we were talking about last time, she didn't come here to make friends. She found one and she yeah. said, keep on. But other than that, you know, the rest of you can kick rocks. And yes. in the end, you know, she lived. She's a godmother, you know, as much as she'll never have children. She's the godmother to Zola yeah. and Sophia. In terms of just also softening the same way Bailey did and opening up to yes. having chosen family that come from this place of work for her. She she stretched herself yeah. as somebody who has the tendency to be very self-focused. And also, it wasn't that she was selfish just for herself. She really, really wanted to master being a surgeon. Yes. That's just a passion she had. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, she. there was that time with Izzy, when Izzy, we've spoken about it, when Izzy told her that she had the, the Mets and the cancer. Yeah, and yeah. She just cared so much that she said to Izzy, we can't keep this a secret. We ha- You have to, she wanted to save Izzy's life. You need community. Um, she understood that. You need support. And when she operated on Derek after the shooting and it almost destroyed her because it, this is the her best friend's husband and she knows the depth of the relationship and she even got close to Derek afterwards. And of course, remember when she went to Minnesota and she became yeah. close with that doctor, the old one, <laughs> and she really felt um, a depth of friendship with him. And when he died and she just, it wrecked her as, as yeah. well. And I think by the time she'd left, she had done so much growing professionally, personally, she was ready for the next stage of her yeah, life. Yeah, I was um, really happy she moved to Switzerland. Go get some neutrality, girl, because out here at Seattle, it's just dropping. <laughs> all day. And you, you, you know, I was, I was like, I get it. I'm tired. On your behalf, I've been tired. You know. Yeah, you, I mean, really she tried through it all. To just, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Christina. Shall we discuss our main chick, Meredith? I mean. <laughs> The entire show is a coming-of-age story for Meredith. We've been watching her process childhood trauma, adult loss and grief, making friends, falling in love, both from Ellis's perspective and also from, like, everybody in the medical field's perspective. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's funny because Meredith, the thing about her arc and her growth, it's it's so obvious, you know? Yes, yes. Here's this young woman surgeon and she's commitment phobic. She's got mommy and daddy issues. She's, you know, she cares about her career. She's pretty good. She got into this program, right? But she's not really grounded and um, she doesn't trust anything or herself. And so you're kind of given from the get-go, like, all right, we're going to watch this child figure out her parents, her romance, you know, her relationship style, (laughs) you know, and decide if she really wants to be in medicine and, you know, that legacy stuff that exists. Yeah. And that's, and those are the stories you're rooting for. You're rooting for her to figure out her stuff with Ellis and with Thatcher and you're, Mm. you're rooting for her to really figure out her relationship with Derek because I mean, in the beginning, we see how she's not at all trying to be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Even in that very first episode, like when they wake up in the morning, and she's basically chasing him out. In her mind, she'll never see him again. She doesn't, she's not committing to anything and basically is going through this relationship for quite a number of years. Even when she tells Derek to pick her, choose her, yeah, she's not saying, marry me. Like, that's not at all what she's saying. She just wants to be the picked one. And then we can just be dating for life. Like, she has no real intention of committing. You root for her to, like, figure all that stuff out. And that's basically the setup of the show is to figure out relationships, even friendships and all of the career stuff. 
ultimately, she does, right? She goes to therapy. She figures out that her mom was saying, whether it's accurate or not, right? Like, her mom was, in my estimation, kind of abusive. <laughs> you know? uh, toxic like, in the screen. Very, very, you know, these parents are like, you've got to be great, okay? If you're not great, you're nothing. And then yeah. you have to dig and dig and dig to find out how that was actually coming from love as a child. No, that's not, you know? Yeah, you're just yeah. like, oh, I mean nothing to you unless I'm extraordinary. And then mm-hmm. you go in and she examines and she's like, oh, I see what my mother went through. I understand why she could only express herself this way. And I mm. thought she meant be extraordinary, like at least live up to me. But what she right. meant was do more than I could do. And I don't yes. mean that just in terms of surgery. Find love, make a family. I couldn't figure that out either. That too would equals extraordinary. And so she figures that out and she does commit to having a family. She didn't really want to get married, you know, but <laughs> she does yeah. so and gets, you know what I mean? She, you know, she was ambivalent about being a mother and also in her ability to do that for obvious reasons. Yes. And she yeah. commits to family. Mm-hmm. She mm-hmm. figures things out with Thatcher. She went from yeah. wanting nothing to do. Like, you know, that hard kind of resistance that equals yeah. thou does protest too much. Like you say, you don't care, but you must care a lot seeing as how you've put up an entire fort with a moat and a drawbridge. Yes. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> On an island. <laughs> On an island far away, you know, block numbers, you know. Yeah, you don't care. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and to being completely open to Thatcher's wife. Mm. She, she donates a part of her liver. To Thatcher, yeah. And she starts to understand him a bit more. And especially understanding her, her mom a lot more. She starts to get Thatcher and how he felt small and how I guess everyone around Ellis really felt small because there was something about Ellis that was so big, but it wasn't just big. She was making other people feel small. And so she really got to understand him and not just him, but really start to have relationship with people other than Christina, who she decided was her sister. She then had a real relationship with her actual sisters, Lexi, Mm. and eventually Maggie. And she started growing family in a way that Ellis never did. And she never had before yeah she Amelia to have joining people. Richard being a part of her family Derek's sisters all of it mm, she, mm. you know she was making a conscious choice of actually picking not just her nuclear family with Derek but her extended family these are her people and Alex and mm-hmm. really opening herself up in a way that Ellis never did being more than what Ellis could be and really navigating being a great surgeon and also being a great wife and a great mother of course that was an important thing for her yeah it was an important thing for her and you know it's important to say that even in her relationship with Derek I mean you mentioned that the classic pick me choose me speech I I think it's worth it to note that she basically she basically goes from a position of begging in season one of saying pick me choose me to in season 11 or 10 I don't know I can never quite remember when uh, Derek was like we're all moving to DC to to telling Mm -hmm. him no actually what I want is just as important as what you want and what I do Mm -hmm. is just as important as what you do so I'm not going to just capitulate to your desire and so she went from asking to be chosen to actively choosing herself. And she was just fully invested in herself, her family, and her career. At least that's where she is now. Like what she says on the beat when she says she's not done, she's got to go back. But Mm -hmm. she also expresses that her life is kind of full. 
She's yeah. got these kids. She's like happy at work. She's won Hopri Avery Award. Oh, sorry, a yeah. Catherine Fox Award. Everything that happens to her now is kind of cherries on top, you know? Mm, so, mm. which is what tells you the end is nigh. But like... <laughs> But yeah, I mean, it's been it's been fun. You know, she's she's been through it. And I like how as she she like sort of healed these different issues, mom and then dad, family, mm. like her career similarly was blossoming. Yes. It's like, yeah. So, yeah, I just like that a lot. And of course, there was a lot of loss. Her mom dying and then Lexi. Well, no, it was her mom and then George and then Lexi dying and then Mark. Also with the shooting and mm. thinking that Derek had the died. the plane crash too, yeah. The plane crash. And then the big competition with Christina and all these pivotal moments where she each time was digging deeper and yeah. dealing with her trauma in a healthier way than she had in the beginning. I mean, earlier she was busy, you know, not fighting in the water or putting her hand on bombs. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas much later, she's actually digging a lot deeper, being stronger, leaning on people. Even yeah. when she was attacked by the patients and really leaning on Alex. And, and the and- other thing she's done too is she's gone from reactivity, basically being impulsive, to mm-hmm. taking long pauses. Yes. She, things used to disappoint her. She'd be like, let's go to Joe's, drink all the tequila and yes. dance because we don't want to have our feelings. Mm-hmm. Now she's being presented with this offer of a lab, you know, of all her mm-hmm. dreams come true. And she's still like, mm, let me think about this. Yeah, she's, she's a man thoughtful. and she's like, mm, I don't know if I need to do all this. She's yeah. taking all things into consideration and not seeing anything really as some sort of deep either or. If mm-hmm. I don't X, it'll be bad. Yeah. That's nice. She's as I said, she's just collecting. She's just like, mm, this is nice. This looks yummy. Do yeah. I do this? Or do I want to go home to my equally delicious cake? Yeah, she's like this Meredith Grey's grown up. She's she's really She's content. She's content and she's become I think yeah. who she's always wanted to be finally. Well, that's kind of all we had for today. It's gonna be short and sweet. Yeah. Part two will do next week and we'll talk about the other ladies of Shondaland. Yes, we'll cover Addison, uh, Naomi, Annalise, Olivia. So so let's close. And we'll close with words from the great Miranda Bailey. Mm. When you look back on your life, the only thing that matters is, did you spend it doing what you love with the people you love? Were you happy? Did you make the most of this beautiful terrifying messed up life did you let go of all the things that hold you back so you can hold on to what matters most i love it i don't want to answer out loud here on the podcast (laughs) 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 i'm gonna go do oh i'm gonna do some (laughs) reevaluation okay (laughs) thanks if you want to support the show and help other people find us please leave us a rating and review on apple podcasts Thanks for listening. You can follow us on Instagram at Assume It Will Be Brilliant Pod. And if you have any queries, questions, or comments, please email us at Assume It Will Be Brilliant at gmail.com. And remember, step out into the unknown, assuming it will be brilliant. Bye.